Hi, welcome to another Tap Talks HR podcast. Today I'm talking with Opie Koshimani, a HR business partner at University College London. Hi, Opie. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. So, Opie, today we're going to talk, be talking about the concept of VUCA and how it impacts on the field of HR. So, to start, do you just want to give our listeners an overview of what VUCA actually is? Yes. Um, so, VUCA is an acronym that stands for Volatility, Uncertainty, Complexity and Ambiguity. And it's an acronym that was coined by the U.S. Army College towards the end of the Cold War, um, so towards uh, the latter part of the 1980s. And they used it as a really useful tool to describe the dynamically and fast um, changing world that they were in, that they encountered during that period. Um, so, like I said, um, it stands for um, it, it highlights four distinct challenges, um, and these different challenges require four distinct types of responses. So, I would say. Um, trying to frame um, uh, the, the world that we're living in now, for instance, um, that it's helpful not to conflate um, all those dif the different aspects of VUCA. Um, so just looking at if I wanted to kind of break down the acronym a bit more, volatility refers to the speed and turbulence of change in the world. Um, we're very much seeing a lot of that play out with, um, with COVID-19, um, with Brexit, um, and also with a, uh, with a, a fast-changing political environment. Um, and then, you know, when things are changing very, very quickly, then you have uncertainty as well, because then you don't know when the next change is going to come from, or you don't even know, you don't, so you don't even know when, th if, if, if and when things are going to change. Um, and so with uncertainty, that very much refers to the extent to which we can confidently predict the future. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, when they're asked to describe the current time that we're living in, I think uncertainty is one thing that is one of the words that we've seen banded around a lot. Um, and then the next uh, part of the, the acronym is complexity. And this basically refers to the number of interconnected factors that need to be taken into account uh, within any given environment or within any given situation. And so using COVID-19 again as an example, because that's something that we are living through right now. And that's something that a lot of people Every, actually not a lot of people every one of us can relate to um you know within COVID-19 we've got all these uh different different types of crises so um uh, one in the travel sector a public health crisis um and you know and you know a crisis in the retail sector and the interactions between all of these um, also increase the level of complexity within the environment, as well as the different factors then um, within uh, the, these, uh, these different contexts as well. And ambiguity, which is a final challenge, um, refers to a lack of clarity about an event. Um, 
And this is very much about um, where you've got an unprecedented challenge as well, which COVID-19 very much was. And so, you know, within that situation, um, there isn't a playbook that you can refer to when it comes to developing solutions to challenges. Um, And so it's very much about just trying out different um different things um and working collaboratively with other people um to get different um points of view to develop uh, uh, solutions to particular challenges so yes there you have it vuka fantastic and that was a great introduction uh, and uh, better than i've ever done it in leadership development <laughs> programs so thank you very much um and i think we're, we're living in such a vuca time at the moment and obviously i always have to say on these podcasts if you're listening to it in 10 years time we're talking about the current pandemic not the alien invasion that's going to happen and all that kind of stuff so but um but yeah it's, with brexit in the uk I was talking about VUCA in leadership programs and and workshops in the last couple of years. And we thought, oh my God, this is so volatile, uncertain, complex and and ambiguous. But actually COVID-19 has really shown that the acceleration of the impact of change, hasn't it really? Because like VUCA is is so combined with with change. I mean, thinking about your your experience uh, of VUCA inside of higher education and your role at um, UCL. How have you, as a role in HR business partner, have you seen VUCA play out? Yes. Um, If I go back a few years, for instance, and I look at something like Brexit, I know that... um, there was so much uncertainty around that and also the rhetoric surrounding immigration, for instance. And so when we then started to see a lot of uncertainty about our ability to um, attract and retain um, uh, people from the from EU countries. Um, and so there was a lot of um, reassuring that we had to do with... Um, with our, you know, with our employees who were from uh, from different EU countries, and just to kind of show them that they were still very much welcome, and we value them, um, and and I think I do appreciate. I think that there are some instances where. Um, even with all of that, um, we may find that some people are still leaving because they can, they can, they can. Um, they can get better jobs or that, you know, they can get jobs that might offer them uh, more of what they're looking for in uh, other places, in other organizations, other um, higher education institutions. Um, but that was something that we very much know that we had to, um, we had to do, and we had to do a lot of work around Brexit and that involved different teams as well across UCL Um across the institution so it wasn't just um people within the hr uh, and the policy team who were working on that we also had different experts across the institution who were kind of coming together um and providing advice as well on the likely impact um of brexit and how we could um still remain very attractive not just as employers but also as a as a university for students as well 
Um, and then more, I guess, more recently with COVID-19, um, where we've had a lot of people, well, we've had most of our people working from home, um, our employees, um, there have been issues and concerns, I guess, around uh, well-being or just people just fit being engaged or um, being motivated as a result of working at home during the global pandemic and processing a lot of the emotions that we were all experiencing to different degrees um, globally. So issues around anxiety, um, stress, or even burnout, um, because, you know, people found that it was very, it was more, it was very difficult to create that separation between uh, work life and home life as well. So I would say, you know, in terms of just uh, comms, uh, communications, and just ensuring that um, we were working with uh, different teams across UCL to make sure that there was regular communications that was being sent out to all employees. Um, we had an, uh, F F uh, an FAQ website as well around COVID-19 that was set up where people could go to, um, to find answers to different questions, where our employees could go to find out answers to different questions that they might have um, also just communicating what we were doing as an institution to keep people safe and to support them uh, during, uh, 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 during this process as well. And then also when it came to something like furlough, so for people who couldn't do their jobs from home um, and who had to go on to furlough, um, just ensuring that the managers were equipped to um, appreciate, uh, to, uh, to support those people and explaining, you know, making sure that managers were very clear that these people are effectively still uh, the, uh, these employees are still they still are employees and you know there is still an element uh, there is still a degree uh, there is still uh, a lot of care um, that needs to be shown towards them so even though they're not carrying they weren't carrying out work for us at that particular time um, it was still very important to check in with them and just make sure that they still felt um, very involved with, uh, with the, they felt connected to the team and the different activities that the team uh, was getting involved in. So those are some of the things that I would say, um, just very briefly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine there's, there's, there's a number of them, but it is really interesting, isn't it? It's um, how VUCA can play out in this, because thinking about, for example, the managers in the, the covid 19 situation the ambiguity that was around because we were all stepping into the unknown we mm. didn't really know how we were going to get all our organizations working from home from the logistics of laptops all the way through to actually how do you work with a remote team but also that that's where the complexity comes in because every individual is an their own human being aren't they they, mm. they all have reacted in different ways now we can cluster them into some people who really felt isolated and and people who have really struggled with the technology and people who are extrovert versus introvert and everything like that but mm. but actually i think it's a great example of where having a, an acronym like VUCA can help you have a language to yeah. talk to managers and talk to employees and saying well actually let's break down the problem we've got and yeah. let's try and build a strategy afterwards so absolutely um, so, so thinking about i mean so there's some great ideas um what what else do you think hr needs to think about when when we're thinking about 
building skills of VUCA within ourselves as a HR com community? Um, I would say that I think we just need to be prepared for the fact that we're not going to have all the answers. So I think one of the things I always say is that, um, you know, we have we we have always had VUCA. It's just the 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 level of intense. It's the level of intensity. Um, a lot of the event, a lot of the world events that we're seeing are intensifying those elements of VUCA in our environment. Um, and so I think we just need to be prepared. Um, whereas we've always, you know, we've always been the go-to people within the organisation that people come to for answers when it comes to people. Um, um, or um, activities that have a people impact. I think we just need to appreciate more and more that we we are, we are not always going to have those answers. And it's very much about listening um, and working through the problems and then um, collaborating where possible, where needed with other people to develop the solutions, effective solutions. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, within complexity, for instance, um, you know, the variables of complex issues are such that you can't understand the variables from the from the um, perspective, perspective of a single discipline. And so if I use COVID-19 as an example, again, um, we saw during, uh, you know, in the national effort of, uh, against COVID-19, we saw, uh, we saw economic, economic, economists, um, engineers, supply chain experts, healthcare experts, um, all coming together and collaborating to develop solutions um, to some of the challenges that were emerging. So it wasn't just about keeping people safe. It was also ensuring that people could be, you know, we could all be fed um, and actually get in and we could all shop safely um, and that there was clear guidance out there as well as, to, you know, in terms of how, how we interact and how to kind of behave when we go to the shops. And so, you know, that's where the behavioral scientists also came into, um, uh, came into the conversation. And so, you know, as HR people, I, I think we are also well-placed, you know, as people, people, um, to basically just tap into all the different um, resources and expertise that we have available to us. Um, to um uh, to to develop uh, effect to develop uh, to develop ideas and effective solutions and i think also within higher education um higher education um we have a lot of internal expertise that we can tap into um from uh, from people who who teach in risk management to behavioral scientists to economists and you know the whole uh, the whole remit of uh, you know whole um, uh, gambit of uh, uh, people that we might need or expertise that we might need. So I think that we are very well placed to actually um, harness the the knowledge within uh, that community uh, to 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 um, to enhance the work that we do. So for HR people. Um, <laughs> 
at the risk of repeating myself again, I think just really taking advantage of that. Um, and, you know, even for people, for HR people who don't work within the higher education, um, within a higher education uh, institution, we, you know, we, within our networks, um, we can actually find some of those experts as well, or people who know some of those experts um, that we can kind of tap in, where we can tap into their expertise um, to develop our understanding of the, 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 the challenges that are developing around us. Um, and I think, you know, and that along with that also comes, you know, have uh, cultivating a growth mindset and just not, you know, appreciating that, you know, certain positions and certain things are not fixed. Um, and, you know, things are constantly changing and our, our abilities as well to successfully navigate through all of those things, um, we can actually improve them um, through how we um, equip ourselves. And, and that's great. And you talked there about growth mindset at the end, because I think that's that's quite an interesting thought um, by the way i love your idea of your your thing about uh, the intensity is changing and that's why we need vuca so it's the intensity of change that actually means that as hr people we we need to be more involved in change because actually it's now affecting the well-being of, of, of people um yes. but that but i thought about the growth mindset because there's stuff in there about being having a mindset of adapting there's stuff in there about being able to do that reframing of as trauma and stress is happening around us, how we can reframe that and deal with that within ourselves mm, yeah. to, to essentially be able to cope with what's going on. And I think that's what I think HR people have been really focusing on as we've kind of got through the, the concept of what is furloughing and we all <laughs> understood that one. It's, it's getting onto the, the point of actually how can we help our people to cope? And then once we've done that, how can we help our people to thrive Yes. Now we know it's kind of going to be a little bit more long term than we originally thought. Yeah. So, so that that area of well being it, it, is that something that you think um, HR people really can some, can support? Have you seen anything there? Yeah, so I think, you know, whether it's supporting the well-being of the employees within the organization or even supporting theirs, um, I think there is a lot to be said about that. So I think during this period, what I've seen is uh, there has been a lot of demand on um, HR people to um you know, to have the ideas, to have the solutions. And like I said, you know, with the ambiguities surrounding COVID-19 um, and it being an unprecedented issue, um, a lot of the things that it's thrown up have been unprecedented as well. So um, there has been a lot of demand um, on, on the HR function from the Institute, from organizations, from the, man from the managers as well, when it comes to managing some of the challenges uh, that um, that they've had to grapple with when it comes to um, uh, supporting their people and supporting whole teams that are working remotely from home, um, whereby you know everyone you know a lot of people were working from the office one day to the next day and they went to working from home, um, and also like I said, it wasn't just 
about them working from home. It was them working from home, home amidst the global pandemic and processing a lot of anxiety, um, high levels of stress, burnouts in some cases, and also grief um, and worry as well about themselves, about their loved ones. And, you know, so many people who have also lost um, people to uh, COVID-19 as well. And so, you know, I feel like, just looking across my organization and also within my network, I feel like the HR people within the HR function have really, really stepped up to deliver um, what people have needed within, within the business. Um, uh, collaborated with uh, people who've got the responsibility for well-being um, or wellness within the organization or externally to kind of uh, to develop uh, guidance for managers um, or even for people uh, signposting them to relevant resources and just very much making sure that the managers were equipped to support people to um, maintain their well-being um, and um, but you know very important as well is the fact that you know, us in HR also need to look after ourselves um, and also ensure that we are ensuring our well-being and we are taking a lot of the advice that we're giving out um, because, you know, only by doing that can we just ensure that we are sufficiently robust and resilient um, to look um, to look after others and actually support others. Um, and one of the one of the um, analogies I like to use, which I've seen, you know, and lots of other people use them as well, is, you know, um, when you go on the plane and you're asked and you're going through, they're going through the safety routine and they, you know, they advise you to put on your oxygen mask first before you put on that of others. Because if you don't, you know, while you're trying to help someone else, if you pass out in the meantime, then that could have dire consequences. And that's, you know, that's kind of the same idea that you, you know, that I like to apply to, um, I guess, HR's well-being as well. We need to look after ourselves, um, you know, because only then can we be well-placed to look after others. And I think that's, that's a really interesting point, actually, because uh, I meet so many HR people and um, the, the word humility kind of comes out and, and humbleness quite often. The great HR people are quite often people who are quite willing to sit behind the, the, the spotlight and actually just get things done. And too often they, they suffer a bit from burnout because they try and just deal with and deal with and deal with and never put their hand up saying, actually, I'm struggling a little bit here. So that's a great point there actually to 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 remind ourselves that actually we are human beings as well uh, yes. and we need to to be con- concerned about that so and and it was good bringing up about a bit about grief as well and i think um through this through the, the covid vuca um uh, uh kind of process we everything has happened behind closed doors so you really don't know what's going on in people's minds, do you, as an employee? You, because it hasn't been out in the open. We haven't all been in the office together and seen what's been going on. So people can have had quite traumatic events, uh, like be it themselves, a family member, etc. And and yet most of the, their work colleagues never find out because obviously mm. as HR people, we might know, but we don't go around talking about it. Yes. So actually people have to deal with a lot themselves uh, that coping bit so we've had things around growth mindsets and and as hr people looking after yourself is there like one other thing that you can think that hr people might 
might uh, could work on with regard to VUCA and thinking about themselves and how they can deal with this intensity of change? The other thing that I was uh, talking about, I mentioned mentioned earlier, was about facilitating collaboration. Um, So HR, we we have that overview. So collectively within the HR function, we have that view of what's going on within the organization. We have that overview of the structures that exist within the organization. And so we know the different expertise um, that are present within the organization. And so um, that there is something there, I think, about facilitating collaboration um, and just ensuring that everyone that can add value, um, well, everyone can add value, but everyone that can um, contribute effectively to, um, you know, the conversation about developing solutions uh, to challenges that are emerging out of VUCA um, are actually coming together and having those conversations. And I think HR, um, the HR function is very well placed to do that. And sometimes it might not even be, because when I even think about um, maybe not even just higher education, but maybe even startups, for instance, you know, they will know um, who's got different skills um, uh, to maybe, uh, not different skills, who might have a different background um, to the role that they might be in and how, you know, uh, and uh, how um, a particular expertise or a particular uh, someone can provide an insight into a particular area um, that might not be obvious looking at the structure of the organization. Um, And so they have all of that knowledge. And I think by speaking to those people and just ensuring that, um, and just making sure that they they feel confident um, and they are able to contribute and bringing those people together. um, I think that that's another way, place where we can really, really add value. Because no one of us will have all the answers because this, like I said, is an unprecedented situation. Um, And so, you know, facilitating that smart collaboration, I think, is very much another place where I think, where I believe that we can add value. And that's great. And and I love that thought. And my mind was going to Belbin team roles when you were saying that. And and I was thinking of resource investigators because that's an HR function. We're like an umbrella over the top of the organization we get our fingers in everything don't we so mm-hmm. we know everyone in the organization so we know to where to find those people those specialists and actually then the second role of Belbin was the coordinator we can then have this skill of bringing people together to collaborate and solve things around people so mm-hmm. i love that i think that's a really good one so growth mindset looking after yourself and uh, and collaborating i've got my three things i'm super happy <laughs> um this has been a great uh, talking to you, Opie, um, we've always run out of time on the, on these podcasts, uh, and I'd love to do two-hour episode podcasts, but nobody would listen to them. <laughs> so, but I think uh, this is uh, for me taking away. This, the VUCA is a, a, an acronym that actually helps us diagnose this intense change that's happening around us, and how actually breaking it down into okay, so what's going on? And I think therefore mm-hmm. things like resilience and everything that comes under that like coping and well-being and everything then is how we then deal with it afterwards yes. so i think VUCA is a great thing because it's it really gives us like a lens 
to look at mm-hmm. uh, what's going on around us. So thanks ever so much for being with me today on pod- the podcast. I hope it was okay for you as well. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. And to our listeners, that's it for now. You can read Opie's blog on VUCA at our website, tapsolutions.com, and find more about subjects like VUCA and resilience. But thanks for listening. That's it for now, and we'll be back again soon.